0: Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at Dr-History.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment.
1: And now without further ado, here's my itty bitty buddy. Hello Dr. History. (laughs) Good morning Zeb. You had a good Thanksgiving. Best ever. Yeah. Uh, family was all together. We celebrated a day early, by right, that, uh, on Wednesday, and uh, we had the whole uh, dining room chock full of kids and adults and everything. And I just sat back and said, "Thank you, Lord." Yes. Well, we had uh, close to forty. Your kids, was, grandkids. Uh, not, tell me honestly, uh, we didn't have that many, nearly that many, but. What about the old uh, leader of the household? Did you lose your patience a little bit? Never once. Not once. (laughs) Not even when my grandson
0: lost the key to my (laughs) four-wheeler. It's down in my my pasture
1: somewhere. You think it's out in your pasture. Somewhere. (laughs) Should be easy enough to find. What's the matter with you? I
0: know, I know. (laughs) Anyway, it was great. Uh, The only bad thing is that we had two turkeys, and when everything was said and done, there was, I think... Two wings and a neck left <laughs> for leftovers. <laughs> so I kind of missed those oh. uh, turkey sandwiches. And, you know. How many
1: pies did you have? I'm
0: going to guess maybe six, but they were big. Big pies. Big old round ones. And yeah. all pumpkin? No, apple, pumpkin, uh, banana cream, chocolate cream.
1: Yeah. You, you want to have an outstanding addition to your pie list, okay. ask Deanne for her recipe for what's called Chess. Pie. Oh. It is phenomenal. I will do that. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. Okay, now you've got me hungry. on Dog- okay. it. Uh, what's going on in the world of history? Okay, I uh, received a comment from uh,
0: uh, one of our fans, and I'm just going to read some of this to you. This guy's name is Andy. And he says, hey, Dr. History, big fan from southern Illinois cattle country. Love the show. One bit of input about your last podcast, A Miner's Tale. Remember last week I talked about the young miner that got beat up several times and claimed to his wife that it was a big guy that beat him up and it really wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, in that story I said I mentioned about a number eight stove. So, Andy straightened this out. He said, a number 8 stove, I believe, refers to the burner size. If you look at the bottom of an old cast iron skillet, you will find a number. That is a size number that also a reference number to the burner size. It will fit.
1: Now, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't Here, I'm really going to show some lack of education. (laughs) The old stoves came in various sizes. Yeah,
0: that's a a number eight stove. And I mentioned that in the story. And I said, I I really don't know what that was. Wow. So anyway, he says that is a size number, but also a reference number to the burner size that will fit. For instance, the heat ring on a number 8 skillet will fit right inside a number 8 burner.
1: I did not know And he know says, this. I
0: believe a number 8 is around 10 inches
1: so you know what we need to do we need to send that man a big thank you yeah and uh, also invite ourselves to come back and enjoy thanksgiving dinner on his old stove (laughs) that would be great (laughs) where was he from Uh, Southern Illinois. Okay, what part, I wonder? I don't know. He says Southern
0: Illinois cattle country. Uh,
1: Down there by Cairo? He he doesn't say I know a lot of that country back there. Uh, Southern Illinois right up against uh, Missouri. There are a lot of cattle operations back there. Well,
0: uh, Andy, we're coming for Thanksgiving next year. On the number eight. (laughs) We want everything cooked on the number eight. Okay,
1: what do you got cooking today? All right,
0: we're going to tell a little story, and I'm going to start out. With a quote from Judge Fletcher, uh, Judge Fletcher Dean, after a jury acquitted Pearl Hart of her crimes. Wait a minute, who is Pearl Hart? And we're going to get into that. Okay. But here's what he said. All right. She flirted with the jury, bending them to her will. Uh-oh. And, and you'll, you'll see what I... I know where you're going. <laughs> All right, All so right. here we are, Pearl Hart armed with a 44 colt pistol and dressed in a man's gray flannel shirt, oh jeans and boots. You got the picture?
1: A real looker.
0: Yep. Pearl, well, actually, I'm going to show you a picture She's in a minute. Bad. No, oh, <laughs> nothing like nothing like Madame Mustache.
1: Oh my goodness, that was terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, so here she is, uh, all it up, and Pearl Hart rode off into the hills around Globe, Arizona, and you've been down there, yeah. to rob an unsuspecting stagecoach. Now
1: wait a minute, I wasn't there to rob an unsuspecting
0: stagecoach. <laughs> you, you rode one, yeah. Okay, so the. 28-year-old woman had a what they say is a cherub-like face short dark hair and hard penetrating eyes the white sombrero perched on her head was cocked to one side and cast a shadow over her small nose and plump cheeks now i'm going to show you a picture
1: holy cow Now, she's she's, she's kind of attractive. Yeah. I mean, she's a cute... She's got a cherubic little face. She (laughs) does.
0: Cute lady. sweet lady. I mean...
1: That's enough of that, because our wives are listening. That's right. Okay. Okay.
0: Anyway, so while her accomplice seized the weapon the stage driver was carrying, Pearl lined the passengers alongside the road and relieved them of more than $450 that they possessed, probably watches and uh, jewelry as well. No, sure. So, before the Lady Bandit sent the Shaken Travelers on their way, she provided them with one dollar. And, quote, she said, that's for grub and lodging, she told them. Really? Yeah. So, for you know, a dollar? She, yeah. Well, you know, you probably... Get a pretty good meal and a place to stay for a there not too
1: many of those old girls today, are there?
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, so once the stage was off again, Pearl and her partner in crime rode out in the opposite direction. Well, this brazen daylight rab- robbery occurred May 30th, 1899, and it did have some historic significance. It was, and I've heard this several times, uh, that this was the last stage ever held up, and Pearl Hart was the last stage bandit, female or otherwise, really? to uh, perpetrate such a crime.
1: Now, this is down in Globe, Arizona. Yeah,
0: down in Arizona. Okay. But uh, there is a stagecoach robbery that occurred here in Cashew County that sure we thought. claim was the last stagecoach robbery. Anyway, so that's why I say it, it seems like there's a number of those last ones anyway. Yeah. But when news of the theft reached the public at large, Pearl became an overnight celebrity. Uh, born in Ontario, Canada, in 1871, Pearl was raised in a respectable middle class family, attended the finest boarding schools in the town of Lindsay, up in Canada. I don't know where that is I'm exactly. Not sure either. Toward the end of her scholastic endeavor, she met the gambler by the name of Frederick Hart.
1: Oh, there's the downfall. And
0: began a romantic relationship. Now, and this was the real kicker. Pearl was 16 years old. Oh, my goodness. And this. A relationship scandalized the school. The pair eloped in the spring of 1889. So here we have picture in your mind: Pearl, 16 years old, married to Frederick Hart, who was somewhere older than that. You don't know. I don't know how old he was, but uh, anyway. So the marriage was a kind of a rough one. It was
1: volatile from the start. Imagine that. Yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, here he, you know, robbed the cradle. Probably thought he could just. Rule the rouge, so to speak. But Hart had a bad temper. He drank a lot bad combination. He frequently took the losses he experienced at the poker table out on Pearl.
1: Now she's just a little bitty yeah, thing. she
0: is. I mean, you look at this picture, she's I can't, I don't think she's over 100 pounds. Oh my goodness, you know? no. Well, the two argued constantly, uh, during a trip to Chicago in 1893, the young bride managed to escape her abusive husband.
1: oh She split. Okay? Left him.
0: Yeah. So she found work at the Wild West Exhibition at the World's Columbian Exposition. She fell in love With her job and the history of the American West and its legends, Pearl was particularly enamored by the tales of highwaymen, road agents, robbers. Okay, so she studied their tactics and dreamed of the following in the footsteps of the James Gang and Butch Cassidy. This little
1: bitty girl. Yeah,
0: here she is, twenty-eight years old. Well, not twenty-eight. She's you know just young. Uh,
1: about 23, twenty-three, twenty-four, yeah,
0: and dreaming about robbery.
1: Oh yeah, and studying it. So. Did you have those same thoughts as a young lad?
0: I was the one on top of the stage shooting the bandits. I see. Okay, right. and I never missed. Uh huh. <laughs> So, here we go. 1895, Hart caught up with his wife and begged her to forgive him. Oh, he found her. Yeah. He caught up with her, and she did. She forgave him, and the couple briefly reunited. Uh, Frederick worked as a bartender and a hotel manager, and Pearl settled down to a life of living at home and just, you know, a normal, a domestic life. Yeah. But after the birth of their second child, well, they had two kids. Yeah, they had a couple of kids. Oh my goodness. So Hart returned to his old habits, started carousing, drinking too much, abusing his wife. Well, that was enough. Pearl left him, took the two kids, and and left.
1: Oh, she had her own built-in gang.
0: She she had something to go to. <laughs> I don't know if family or gang. Okay. okay, and as I said, now our, she's in her mid twenties. Okay. So Pearl traveled back to Canada, where she took on a series of odd jobs to support her family, and. As I mentioned, she was fascinated with the American West.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: So she occasionally drifted to mining camps in Idaho, Montana, Colorado, Arizona. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'll bet she was up at Virginia City, uh, Montana, and Nevada City, maybe down through here, uh, the Wood River Valley. But uh, Arizona, like I say. But in Benson, Arizona, she began seeing a miner named
1: Joe Boot. See, now that's the problem.
0: (laughs) Well, you can pronounce boot easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not easier. Okay, so Joe Boot had a, a pretty much an easygoing attitude, but uh he kind of had some criminal tendencies.
1: Oh, now here we go. You so your, web, your uh, little uh, deceiving web, right? Yes.
0: And Pearl found this appealing. I see. So here's this partner uh You know, that kind of thought the way she did. So they discussed famous robberies and wondered aloud if they had the talent to pull off such a crime. Oh, no. So the planning was beginning. Here we go. So, anyway, a letter from Pearl's mother explaining that she was desperately ill and needed money to help purchase medicine reached her daughter in early 1899. Pearl tearfully shared her mother's dire situation with boot. And he suggested they get the funds needed to assist her by robbing a stage. They
1: had to because of Obamacare. Well,
0: hey, you know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> so, you know, that's a, a pretty easy life if you yeah. for a while. Well, sure. Anyway. And now, at this stage, you know, there weren't many stages running in Arizona in the late 1890s because trains were now pretty much the primary means of transportation. She was a well-traveled lady. She was, yeah. Wow. But... Boot pointed out that a stage hadn't been robbed in some time and that no one would be expecting it to happen. I wouldn't. So timing was everything, sort of. We'll see when we get down here a little further. So she agreed, and the pair decided to overtake the coach that ran from Florence to Globe. Now, Joe Boot had learned that the passengers were primarily businessmen who always traveled with big bunches of money in their pockets. Oh, my. Well, so here they go. The holdup went smoothly, but their escape plan was a little bit uh, complicated. Really? They got lost. They got lost? They got lost in the woods surrounding the crime scene and were eventually apprehended by a posse, sent out to arrest them.
1: So they got in the woods, down by Globe, Arizona. Got lost. They got lost.
0: So the planning of the robbery went great. (laughs) The planning after the robbery, not so good. So what happened? Well... Pearl Hart and her husband, well, not really her husband, her partner. Yeah, Joe Boot. Joe Boot. They were charged with highway robbery, and their trial took place in Florence, down in Arizona. I've been there. Have you? Okay. Now, news of Pearl's crime and the hearing were reported in newspapers throughout the country. And for a while, she was arguably the most famous woman in the world. Really? Now, I mentioned that the judge said that uh, she was kind of flirting with the jury. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to that. Okay. So, uh, and I imagine back then it was probably mostly, probably all men. Well, yeah. I think back then it, the yeah. women were not on
1: jury. So did she wink well, at them? She,
0: Well, I don't know what she did, but, well, she did enough because the first jury found that the daring Mrs. Hart was a victim of circumstances and granted her an acquittal. Well, certainly. (laughs) A sweet-looking young lady. She couldn't have been bad. Well, the judge was furious (laughs) with the verdict, and he ordered a second jury to be appointed. Got rid of those guys and probably got some guys who were about 80 or so. I don't know. Anyway, after... crutches
1: like me. Yeah.
0: After warning them not to be swayed by the fact that she was a woman, quite
1: attractive, uh, the jury found her guilty. Oh, the second trial? Yeah. Now, wait a minute. How did they do that? I don't know. They just did it. Because if the jury, number one, said she was innocent... How did they override that? I don't think there was a lot of victims' rights back then. Ah, I think evidently. it was kind of
0: like, okay, the judge says, you guys were not heads for not... Uh, she was guilty. Poor and you, you Mrs. Go. Hart. Yeah. So Pearl was then sentenced to five years in jail. I so see. not that bad.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Unless you're Mrs. Hart.
0: Yeah. So anyway, the bandit Pearl Hart served... Only 18 months of her sentence. What'd she
1: do? Wink at the jailer? I mean, she probably
0: did. So she was released December 19th, 1902. She left Arizona for Missouri and settled in Kansas City with a younger sister. Uh huh. Now, the two. What acts- happened to her kids? You know, it doesn't tell us. That- that's another one. You know, I've always wondered. You and I have talked about what about the kids and yeah. grandkids and right on down. You have
1: got to do some more research.
0: <laughs> I'll see what I can okay. find. Anyway, her sister and her wrote a play about Pearl's criminal uh, exploits entitled "The Arizona Bandit."
1: I heard about
0: that. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's her, huh? Yeah. But the play closed after a handful of performances in which she played herself. She was she played herself. Yeah, in this play. In this uh, play. Yeah. So anyway, uh, getting towards the end here, uh, there's some dispute over the date the famous lady uh, thief died. Some historians believe she passed away in uh, 1925 in Kansas City. Holy cow! So others suggest she died in Arizona in 1955.
1: Well, wait a minute. That, that puts a couple of more years on the yeah, old girl. Yeah, because she
0: was born in, in what did I tell
1: 18. You? I forgot what you uh, said. 1871.
0: Oh, my. So we've got about, oh, yeah. She's, she's pretty close to
1: 80-some years old. Yeah.
0: Well, the debate over the actual year of her death began began with a courthouse clerk in Pima County, Arizona. Yeah. Now, according to the government employee, an elderly, feeble Pearl Hart visited the courthouse in 1925 and asked for a tour of the building.
1: In 25?
0: Yeah. Now, the clerk recognized the woman as the infamous bandit, and when he asked her if she was Pearl Hart, she didn't deny it. Pearl informed the man that she had been tried and convicted of robbery in the courthouse and wanted to see the place again before she died.
1: Oh, my goodness. So
0: the clerk speculated that Pearl passed away shortly after that uh however a newspaper writer uh conducting a census in the rural area around globe arizona reported that he interviewed pearl at her home near the christmas mine outside Cane Springs. Familiar with that mm, at all? No, I'm not. I'm suspecting no. just a small place. And this yeah. was this was in 1930. But the, he says the spirited woman had married a rancher named Calvin Bywater and was living a peaceful life, spent keeping a diary and tending to her garden. When he asked her where she had been born, she replied, I wasn't born anywhere. <laughs> That's her husband that asked that? No, the, the newspaper guy. Oh. He said, where were you born? She said, I wasn't born anywhere. I see. Anyway, after learning the reformed outlaw was just wanted to be left alone and live out her days in quiet anonymity, he persuaded competing newspapers to leave her alone, leave her in peace. And according to the same census taker, Pearl eventually died from complications of an addiction to morphine.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, my. So
0: Pearl Hart's body lies in an unmarked grave in a small cemetery located at the base of Dripping
1: Springs Mountains, Near Globe. I'll be darned. Let me see that picture again. Yeah. It's hard to believe that that little bitty lady, and she was pretty small. She was. A- and had a cute little cherubic face. Yeah. And that's kind of an ugly hat, but anyway, uh, my g- it sits on her head funny.
0: Well, it does, but I think they did it looks that. like a lampshade that had the wire in it. <laughs> it does. You got a big old flower up yeah, on top I can't there believe too. Believe that thing. But she looks just as sweet and innocent as. I mean, if I'd have been a German and I'd have said, "Ah, oh, you let her go. Oh my, she's goodness. okay." You and your
1: cherubic
0: thieves. (laughs) Well, like I say, a little different than Madame Mustache and uh, a few of the others. But you know,
1: really, there's another story like Billy the Kid. You're not sure, right? You're not sure. Yeah, and uh, so many of these things are maybe the maybe maybe the gentleman back in Illinois with the number eight stove knows. Maybe he knows her. (laughs) Hey, Andy, if you know something about Pearl Hart. Send us the info. Go to
0: my webpage okay. and hit, hit the comments and uh, send us some information.
1: Hey, there you go. You did it. You know what? We're only a matter of weeks away from Christmas. Can't hardly believe it. It's going to be you amazing.
0: Know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanksgiving was great. Man. It
1: was. Christmas will be too. Merry Christmas. You too. Thank and you, And we'll Seb. see you next week. All right. You have right. a good day. And uh, you might call her and ask her if Mrs. Hart would like to join us. I'll do that. <laughs> okay.